0: Hey everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Uh, my name is Elisa Keaton. Today is uh, YouTube Tuesday for us in the ministry. What it means every Tuesday, we release a video over in YouTube for those that are YouTube uh, subscribers and followers because we've love showing you new workouts movements so a lot of it is is just um exercise movement for the body that we do over there but sometimes we do special things too and today it's live over in youtube so if you want to i'll put the link in the show notes if you actually want to see the interview i was interviewed today or i was interviewed at our last instructor training by our um, executive director of communications katrina katrina canfield if any of you follow her But she's our communications director. And we thought it would be fun at our last instructor training retreat to just sit down in front of the podcast mic and let you guys ask any questions. So she fielded a bunch of questions over on Instagram and Facebook. She pulled up the most common ones or the most fun ones to ask me. And so I'm just kind of sharing with you straight from my heart. I did not know the questions before they were asked they were just asked of me and out came whatever uh, the spirit wanted to say and I was it was really fun we plan to do more of them I actually like being face to face with someone and just sharing so we share a lot of fun insights uh, about the ministry about moming, about my mom um, and life so it's a fun conversation I hope you enjoy listening in and thank you for being a follower of the podcast Hey, by the way you are invited to join our Revelation Wellness community. We have a community page over on Facebook. It's open to anyone who listens to the podcast or has been following us. And it's a private group where we can do private things together. I don't have to worry about... Um, you know, it's just those people that really are invested and want to go further with us and be in community with us will join our community Facebook page. So I'll have that in the show notes. You can swipe up, come on over. You'll be asked a few questions that just let us know if you're truly a listener or you ha- uh, you are aware of what we're doing here. That way, the community stays healthy, and um, you know, just for those who really want to be there. So you're invited there will be challenges back there we used to just do this for our donors but now we just want to get anyone back there now those of you that are monthly partners with us you have access to um, more private use of RevWell tv and materials back there but we thought why not open up that that facebook page to everyone so we can all be found in one space and mostly you can ask questions and post something you can't do on our main page over on the Facebook uh, public page for Revelation Wellness. So so head on over there and join. I'll, I'll be popping back there, and our other fitness teacher, gospel preacher, leaders will be bringing you their uh, missions and our kind of focus uh, intentions for the month. And that's going to be a really good time. It's been very fun to be with people doing that each month. So I look forward to that. And I hope you enjoy our little conversation today. If you have any feedback for us or anything you would like to see on the podcast, please email info at revelationwellness.org and leave a review. Every time you leave a review, it helps us to continue to use this podcast to spread the gospel through the modality of fitness and wellness. Thanks, you guys. Have fun.
1: Have a great day. Peace. Okay, so Elisa, we asked the question on Facebook and Instagram. What question do you want to ask Elisa? Anything, anything's kind of free game. Oh so boy. You haven't heard any of these questions beforehand, correct? Nope. So you haven't had time to prepare or. Nope. <laughs> this is all off the cuff. I but am, um, some really good should questions. Should I be concerned? Oh no, no. Maybe just one or two of them okay, overall. I will be say. good. Okay, so go ahead. Um, Wanted to start out, a couple people asked, how do you balance everything? Family, ministry, time with Jesus, how does that work? Do you have any time <laughs> management techniques you can talk I'm, about? I'm laughing because my daughter's
0: over in the corner going like this. Like, how do you do Like, I don't know, right? Um, I, You know what? I had to learn through trial and error. I did not get it right at the beginning. I was really committed to, like, the vision. I would say my kids were younger then and I was not as healthy and whole as I am now so I think and I you know we put pressure on ourselves to get it perfect and that was I did not do it perfectly but I was teachable by the Lord so everyone has to kind of figure out what season you're in and what matters most and I quickly especially as your kids get older because my kids and my family is the most important thing I was able to redirect, like, okay, something has to change. And for me, it was an all-out break that I took for about three months. I took a three-month sabbatical, and that allowed me to rearrange things to what is the most, most important thing. So that, you, we, if you ever read the book, The Wellness Revelation, that I've written, I talk about balance isn't, I just don't think balance is, is available, but I think wholeheartedness. So whatever you're doing, do it wholeheartedly for the Lord. And what thing is the most important thing? It has to be priorities. So for me, the family, but mostly for me, the first is quiet time with the Lord. So I spend time every day, first thing in the morning, I get up before everyone else gets up. I get over to my time in my office, which I call my secret place, and I do my time with the Lord make myself available to my kids as much as possible, then when they're taken care of, I jump into work. Um, And I allow my family to tell me when I'm off, when when I'm not available, when I seem to be checked out, and when they don't want me to work, I let them have a vote. And I think there is no set plan. You just have to be listening to the Holy Spirit and listening to feedback from the people who love you the most. Yeah, that's good.
1: Speaking of the wellness revelation, Mm -hmm. do you have another book in the works? Can you give us a little
0: sneak peek? Oh my gosh. I have so many books in the work. It's not even funny. Uh, Yes. I have a book that is burning in me. Um, I've talked to my publisher about it a little bit. They would like me to start writing and giving some outline, and I will start to do that as soon as I stop writing for Revelation Wellness. When we're doing fitness challenges, curriculum development, I've just been really in the thick of curriculum development right now. But um, I do have another book coming, and I it will you know it's in me. We'll see when it comes out, but it will absolutely be continuation of this. Um, If you've heard me talk on the podcast about learning how to metabolize our pain so that we're not blaming others with our pain, what do we do with our pain? What do we do with our disappointment? What do we do with it? Um, And also make it relevant to our bodies, current neuroscience, and things that we're learning about the body. So um, stay tuned, you can all pray for me. Lots of prayer for bandwidth, space, and time. Um, I'm in the last couple home stretch with my kids being home. My son's going off to college next year. My daughter has three more years at home. So I know I could sit down and really dig into that book and maybe the Lord will give me the bandwidth, but I'm also not wishing away this time that I have with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. So we're at instructor training retreat, Mm -hmm. currently doing this podcast. Yes, we are. We had a couple of questions about training. One is what age can someone go through training? Yeah. The
0: age that someone can go through training right now for instructor training is 18. Um, We've had people ask if they could bring their kids, you know, a mother and daughter kind of thing, or um, and I have that. Whenever people ask me that, I want to say yes, of course, but it is such an intense time that if a mom comes, we want them to come for themselves, not to come together. So we can't send a 16-year-old away to an environment because of the legal ramifications, so you'd have to come with your mom. Then it just feels like it's a whole different experience. So at this point, you have to be of legal age, be able to sign your own liability waivers, Um, but we definitely have a heart for, if I could just say, we are looking for that next generation to rise up absolutely a hundred percent. So if you're 18 or older, and we also know that, you know, it's an investment, um, of time and energy and money and resources. So we're thinking about you. We are praying you in, um, just stay tuned. I think we're going to see more of the
1: younger, um, some opportunities for younger people. Yeah. What about husband and wives? Can they come through training together? If they do, do they stay together? What does that look like?
0: Yes, we love when the husbands and wives come together. They do not stay together. <laughs> they don't stay together, um, it's that would be, a marriage retreat, which is—I don't know if, if you've been following us—we keep looking for ways to meet people, and like we have a rest and rebuild retreat coming up soon, which isn't instructor training; it's basically retreat without the instructor part. Um, but we—even at that—we you wouldn't sleep with your partner, your spouse, but that's, we do see marriage retreats coming in the future, but for now, instructor training, it's I think it's appropriate for the spouses to separate so they can do their own individual work in their own individual groups with their community, and then they get to come together during the day and go through those studies together and the community together, so, It's a nice tension of being together but still apart so that the Lord can do His individual work with each of us. Mm -hmm. So we do, we've had a few, quite a few married couples come through. And I mean, Mm -hmm. if you wanna like completely change your atmosphere of your home, come together. Mm -hmm. Because what often happens, often we're generally women come mostly to instructor training, we're seeing more men come. So men, we're looking for you, praying you in. But the women come, they get wrecked, they go home. And all these things start to shift in their home, and husbands often are like, what happened there? I want some of that, or they wanna come for more too. So God takes care of it in His mm-hmm. timing. Yeah. So
1: this is about your marriage. Okay. <laughs> Any, Yeah, getting real here. Let's do it. Any specific, specific prayers that you prayed for your husband before he became a believer, and how do you stay humble mm-hmm. with your husband? It's so hard.
0: Um, I don't know if I really stayed all that <laughs> humble. I mean, I I stayed committed. I stayed committed. I I didn't want to go anywhere. I wanted to believe. You know, you read the the Bible, and it it just keeps telling you to believe, and God's promises are true. And oh man, I start to cry because you go, I read it in the Word, but when I step out of the Word, it doesn't feel true, and it's hard. Um, but I think that's where faith. Faith is a substance of something strong and hopeful. And um, I, I think the Lord, you know, if you know my story, it was 10 years of where my husband was an atheist. And I, it would, the Lord needed 10 years of refining for me. And I, I wish it wasn't that way. But there was a lot of childhood wounding that I was bringing into the marriage. It's a lot of my own stuff. And so holding, I remember like going, God, What's taking you so long? You could change him like that. You could do something, you know, you've hardened Pharaoh's heart, you can soften Pharaoh's heart, you can do anything. And um, it, there was a lot of brokenness in me, a lot of hardness of heart in me, a lot of bitterness in me, a lot of hurt from my childhood, um, pain from other men that I thought should have loved me so and i think that was just for the call of the ministry and to be healthy in me completely in me alone whether or not my husband chose me chose god chose to love me that i was going to be okay and that took time so i had to keep letting the lord love me and we say it often he had to love the hell out of me i had a lot of hell in me I had a lot of darkness unbelief hurt pain and um, so I guess the humility was towards the Lord. Once I got with the Lord, then my humility could
1: start to come more
0: towards my husband. Hmm. Seek first the kingdom, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And kind of going along with that, do you ever get discouraged? <laughs> Funny question. <laughs> Katrina. <laughs>
0: Katrina could <laughs> tell you. Does Elisa
1: get discouraged? Let's see.
0: They could record some of our meetings sometimes, yeah. So do you ever get discouraged and what practically do you do when that happens? Mm-hmm. I do get discouraged. I don't get as discouraged as I once did. I mean, I used to get undercurrent, like, like something would happen in my belief. I would fear Uh, uh, anger and fear are kind of my, my quick knee jerk response. And so being able to like, go through that. I mean, over the years, I just want to encourage people who feel like I'm still the same person. You're not the Lord is continually sloughing off the layers. And, um, I know it just, now I do get discouraged but through the years of practicing everything we do in Revelation Wellness, from be still and be loved, really Mm -hmm. meditating, breathing, feeling my body, thinking optimistically, learning a lot about neuroscience, so follow the podcast, because I try to, we're learning things about how our brains work, how it's not my fault, either. There's some of this amygdala stuff that I just do, because I've always done it. As I'm now aware of, could step outside myself, when I get discouraged, I'm able to feel it, take a minute, And then I put my hope back on the unseen realm, which is filled with possibilities. I tell my staff this all the time. We're all no longer, we, we challenge each other not to say that there's a problem. Like, uh we have a problem, or uh Or we can't, or we don't talk in absolutes. It's never possible, like, we just don't because in the unseen realm, and quantum physics tells us this, there's nothing but possibilities and probabilities, and that's where the kingdom lives. There, There's abundance, there's resources. So when I get discouraged, I'm quick to reset to myself to
1: what do I believe? What's true about the kingdom? Kind of going along with that, one of our instructors asked, um, how do you respond when you know God has called you and you're passionate specifically about teaching a RevFit class or doing ministry, but nobody else seems to get it?
0: Woo! Well, let me take you back to the beginning (laughs) when nobody seemed to be getting it. Man, I think you have to stay true to yourself. In the end, it's just, you're gonna be accountable for you. I'm gonna have to be accountable to the things that God put on my heart, asked me to do, the obedience. And um, he is loving the hell out of us. The fact that we feel like we need other people to affirm us or that we need, my, I mean, again, I, my husband did not affirm the call of Revelation Wellness for a good amount of time and it was he was almost the one to say, "Please, I mean, he was. Stop doing it. People think you look crazy. It was really, really hard. Um, but I didn't stop because in the end I had to be accountable to what God had put in my heart and I had to believe and trust the Lord with the pieces that would fall. So um, the question again was what do you do when people don't get yeah, it? Yeah, how do
1: you respond when people don't get it?
0: You just smile. <laughs> You can't, you can't make them get it, um, you are gonna be, when Jesus says you're blessed when you're cursed, when someone persecutes you, you're actually blessed, so I had a lot of blessing. You're just mm-hmm. a very blessed person, and you're gonna need that intimate place with the Lord to help you forgive people. They don't know what they do, they don't know what they think. Um, you are now responsible for the gospel and the, the, the call that God has put on your heart, so. It just makes you more intim- intimate and interdependent
1: with the Lord. Yeah. And don't you think sometimes it's the people closest to us oh. that get it the least? Yeah. Oh. It's
0: that whole, what, um, a prophet is without honor in their own hometown. That's what Jesus said. He wasn't even wanted in Nazareth. And when he started to do miracles, people were actually going, people would see the miracles and believe it, but then they would come in and be like, wait, isn't that that kid from Nazareth? Like nothing good comes out of Nazareth. And that is the people that are closest to us, see the, you gotta think the people of Nazareth saw the humanity of Jesus. Like there's, he's just ordinary. There's nothing spectacular about Jesus until he stepped into his ministry and began to do miracles. So there's a lot of history with people who have watched and walked with you. They're probably the most cynical because they've seen you do other things. And oh yeah, you believe in Jesus now. You're going to do this. Um, that that is how the Lord really goes. You're going to have to let go of everyone, those closest to you first and most, so that. And now I can say the ones closest to me now, years years later, are my. They're my team. They're. They are for me and I'm, I'm, we're in it together now. Just took time.
1: Are there times that you get caught up in the worldly ways of fitness? Mm-hmm. How do you protect yourself from getting caught up in the
0: world? Woo! <laughs> yes, indeedy, yes. There are still times I get caught up and it mostly has to do for me with aging. And I, that's just the reality for everyone. We're aging and as you, to hit a certain spot it happens faster the gen- degeneration of our bodies um and so i will feel like i have to work harder or earn my spot at the table or you know i won't be able to you know do this much longer whatever that is and then i realize that it's a lie, it's a lie, and I have to just embrace where I'm at, and I also am able to go, hey, for 48 years old, I'm doing pretty dang great, Like, and I'm grateful for 48 and to feel the way I feel. I'm sure everyone always thinks they could feel better or look better, but it's a waste of energy and time. Doesn't mean I don't like to like put on a nice outfit and do my hair or whatever, but I also am not gonna spend time obsessed with what I see. Um, and I have to also tell myself, it's really good. What I have is good to offer today where I'm at. So yes, I do get caught up. Um, I will even sometimes need to stop uh, looking at social media. That's a big thing. What am I looking at? What am I paying attention to? Um, or recently, I started following on social media. Like I. Didn't, like a light bulb went off. I'm like, there's gotta be people in their sixties and seventies who are fitness people. Let me go find them. So I started hashtagging 60 and fit or something like that. And I found these other, they're not like huge followings, but they're people that are committed to it. And I've start filling them more with my feed. And I still have, you know, regular fitness people, but I want to see the whole picture. I don't just want to see mainstream what everyone says is acceptable. Yeah. Okay. Here's a fun
1: one. What's your favorite treat?
0: Oh my gosh. My favorite treat. What's my favorite treat, Sophia? Donuts. Donuts, yes. And if it wasn't for the fact that I'm so gluten intolerant, I would eat more of them. No, actually, I'm, gluten is like one of those, I can do it in small bits. But if I, if I start eating a donut, I will eat many donuts. When I was a kid, my favorite, get ready for this. Um, the Hostess-covered chocolate donuts that are like waxy. Like when you eat them, like there's wax left (laughs) around your mouth. Oh my gosh, that was my mom. Like, huh, Nana would like have those little donuts and we would just eat them. Yeah, my parents did not teach. This is, I am a member of my, thinking of people who don't get you, I am an anomaly to my parents. My mom's now passed, but my when I was younger, my parents were like, why, you know, this fitness thing, and they were, not active people that didn't fully get it. And then the Jesus thing, they, they get Jesus, but it was kind of watching them scratch their heads for me. But yeah, donuts would be my go-to for How sure. often do you eat donuts? I don't as often as I think I would like to. I had one for my birthday and that was amazing. And I'll like go, I can kind of go, I mean, I had two of them. And then it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> my stomach was just full uh, for a couple of days. But I would eat them every Saturday as a kid. Every Saturday morning, my dad would go to Dunkin' Donuts. So mm-hmm. I think donuts is just that comfort thing. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. maybe donut. I mean, I'll have a gluten-free donut, but those aren't the same. And maybe once a month or so, I do dessert just on like a practical level. Every week, I do um, enjoy something i have a day where i'm like whatever i'm just gonna enjoy food but i know i don't feel well if i continue to do that for long like my body just kind of is unhappy so um i'll have some sweet chocolates or what else do we eat sophia it's kind of like a treat
1: no,
0: no, no. yeah but that's even healthy we have
1: the soy like, ice cream
0: thing. oh yeah we'll do like the soy ice cream but it's like dipped in chocolate mm-hmm. it's probably chocolate is a go-to for us
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned your mom hmm. who just recently passed away. Mm-hmm. And I know that's been a big big thing in your life, obviously. Mm-hmm. Someone asked, what advice do you have for someone who's walking alongside a loved one who is dying? Mm. <laughs> um <laughs> mm. 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 And just a side note, as you're processing, I got to see you walk alongside your mom and do it so well, so well. So I know you have lots of good (laughs) wisdom to pass on.
0: Um, It's a privilege and an honor. It's one of the um, holiest things you'll ever do in your life. So don't run from it. Um, The veil's very thin at the end. So you get to see heaven. And can I tell this story? I'll tell a story. And <laughs> I don't think I've told it. I haven't even told it on a podcast yet. But so my mom had cancer, and it, you know it's ugly. It takes the process is slow at the end, and I honestly was starting to get frustrated because she kept living and holding on, and so all the hospice people were saying, you know, have you invited? all anyone over so she could say goodbye and she we did it even when she was so still coherent but even when she was in the bed and incoherent and you know we'd pray i'd pray over her every day we'd i'd sing over her she couldn't but i knew she was there she could lift her eyebrows a little bit she could squeeze my hand a little bit um she was there and um she still was hanging on and i'm like what and the hospice people would come be like "Ah, she's really a fighter. I'm like, what is she fighting for? And we kept saying, Mom, you can go now. And she loved Jesus. She loved Jesus. She loved Jesus like a pure child love of Jesus. And um, so I kept, at the end, I started to get frustrated. then I felt bad, like kind of guilty. Like, why am I feeling so guilty that she's not, you know, still fighting? And um, I would keep praying and telling her mom you can go mom you know every day I love you I can't you're going to get to see Jesus soon and and um we were all tired too cuz so it's a lot of caretaking at the very end it's a lot and um, the hospice people kept coming back and she'd still be living so then the morning that the, the morning the last morning with her I woke up to give her her medicine I went downstairs to give it to her and um yeah it's just really holy that's all i just say Mm -hmm. it's sacred and beautiful that you get to she was there still breathing but they they kind of gurgle at the end because their swallowing shuts down and they say that's probably towards the end they'll the swallowing will shut down and so i we knew we were close but i gave her her medicine told her i loved her kissed her on the forehead. And went back up to bed. Well, I didn't even go to bed because I was like, I'm up. And I was going to get up and and go move my body a bit. And I laid there and I was praying to the Lord, like, Lord, why is she still holding on? Like, why? Why won't she let go? And then he said, Elisa, your prayers are off just a little bit. I said, what do you mean? He said, your mom isn't holding on anymore. Um, Satan is holding her in this realm, in the suffering. He's holding her. So change your prayers. In other words, my mom wasn't the enemy. It's like the enemy is too, because he the, he's the author of, of suffering. So in that moment, I when he, the Lord revealed that to me, I audibly said in my bed, in Jesus' name, Satan, release my mom to go to her king. Mm-hmm. And I just said the prayer, put on my shoes to go to the gym or go downstairs. I went downstairs and my dad was there with wide eyes. He said, your mom just passed. Mm-hmm so it was pretty cool um i i i think that prayer just released her and ushered her into the kingdom so for the person that's walking with your loved one um be kind to yourself take breaks um speak kindness over them and just know it's a holy and horrible place and somewhere the kingdom is all over that so Mm -hmm. yeah it's amazing yeah thanks for sharing that
1: yeah What about um, this idea of generational curses? Someone asked, do you have any thoughts on that regarding obesity? Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: one, I believe that can absolutely be is a generational curse, especially obesity itself. It's one thing to be a bigger shaped person. That's -hmm. that's not a curse. Your generation, your DNA um, calls for a, 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 a bigger bone or a thicker skin, nothing wrong with that. It always comes down to how, how are you feeling on the inside? But for someone who is morbidly obese, then there are clinical things, high blood pressure, diabetes, there's things that their well-being, that is a generational curse if you know it's coming down your line. My mother was obese, my mother's mother was obese. We're all just obese people. Um, yeah, I believe that absolutely is. So
1: was the question what to do or? Um, just any thoughts you had on that regarding obesity specifically?
0: Yeah, I think first to just see it as um, that Christ won, won that on the cross, that the generational curse is broken. Now, that being said, there's a lot of, of um, pathways in the brain that have been burned out through um, abuse of food, of using food in the wrong way. It's a coping mechanism. Your family has coped with pain through food. Um, and so the awakening of that will take some time. I have always read, you know, it's hard with obesity. When you carry the weight on the outside, the shame that can come with that is, Ridiculous. And so finding, I mean, find a revelation wellness instructor is the first thing I say. Go find a community that's saying, We will walk with you. We want to help you not just feel better, but there mm-hmm. is the get better part and that you have the authority in Christ now to make new decisions. Now that doesn't mean your body's still gonna have cravings for things, and that's where you're gonna need community to walk with, accountability to help you make new new choices when you really want to just throw everything out and say, I'm gonna do it, because your brain's still Telling you something so there's a part of praying it off but then there's the part of having to walk in new new ways um, the, there's a book by dr. Caroline Leaf I can't remember which one it is but she's really big about 66 days or so to a new habit and it really is just rewiring how you think about yourself and you are gonna need to start there first but again with weight like if you're an alcoholic you can stop drinking one day and you're sober. Like you get to say, I'm one day sober, I'm two days sober, mm-hmm. I'm three days sober. And there's some sort of kind of at least a badge of, you know, self-discipline that you can carry when they I want to just pray for the hearts of those who are obese, you look in the mirror, and you're still overweight, you're still the shame comes right back at you, even though you've made progress for maybe two weeks or three weeks and you know, so the shame is really loud. So I just say in Jesus' name, the accuser that tells you that you are fat, ugly, and that's how it's always gonna be, you will have to use your voice now and start speaking the words of heaven and calling into accountability, When even if you're just saying it and not believing it, so that you have the strength to, to make new decisions. And over time, we hear it all the time, people once were obese are no longer obese, but it's
1: a long, steady
0: road in the same direction. Yep. Yeah.
1: What about for you, any idols you've had to lay down personally, mm-hmm. and what's or even yeah. now, what, what's most likely to become an idol in your life if you're not on guard?
0: Oh, I would say <clears throat> fitness would be an idol. Um, because I'm feeling less strong as I get older. So every year I'm having to let go that I can't, do what I once could do, even today. In, we're at day four of instructor training retreat, so I think we're all just, we're tired, <laughs> but I feel it in my body in places, and it's funny, I was doing, it was some move, it was like knee up, jumping jack, and I looked up, and Tammy and I are about the same age, and I was like, I don't care, I'm doing a knee up and a tap out. Knee up, tap out, and I owned it. I'm like, this is just where it is, and Tammy and I locked eye, and Tammy's like, yep, here we are, like knee up, tap out, because our bodies are tired. So that could easily trigger me to say, oh, you're out of shape, you really should do more strength training or, or whatever. So I would say idolatry for me could easily come in my body and how I look. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay, here's a fun one. Are we going to do an outdoor instructor training? Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> well, that is a fun one because yes, we are. And yes, it is actually about to launch in June, right? Is June is June the 5th, I June fifth, yep. starts Rev Wild, which right now, just so you on, just hang tight. Right now, our first launch of it is available, um, opened up to our instructors, so they are going to be able to go through because we need their feedback. Um, we we would love to launch it all over, but we'd rather get some good feedback and how we can develop it, make it really, really ready for public consumption. So, I hope in two thousand. 20 or maybe 2021 it's ready to go for everyone and that's a whole nother track so for people who love the outdoors and i mean it's pretty obvious you feel connected to god outside a lot easier for some people um rev wild is going to be so
1: powerful yeah i'm excited and you mentioned rest and rebuild. So mm-hmm. our first rest and rebuild retreat for everybody, not just instructors, is happening Amen. this June. Will yes. there be another rest and rebuild next year? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so many things. So many things. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm. My heart is to say yes. Uh, we just have to wait to see how this one goes. Um, yeah, I, I would hope so. I, this is always about for Revelation Wellness. It really is any stream or avenue where people are looking um, to develop, to grow, to get better, that we would be able to do that. And I feel like the retreat, Rest and Rebuild uh, should be that, and hopefully as people want it. So if you want Rest and Rebuild and it just didn't happen at this time for you or whatever, just let us know, like I'm, I'm in for next year or time of year that might be better. Yeah. Okay,
1: how do you respond no wait. How do you handle? How do you handle all the people desiring your attention? So <laughs> you are an amazing person with so much wisdom, so many things going on. So even at retreat, when everyone wants to talk to you, and I'm sure every time you open Facebook, you've got ten thousand messages. Mm-hmm. I've looked at your phone and seen all the <laughs> all the a, notifications I that make make I the pass. type A people kind of want to pass out. <laughs> but <up. laughs> how do you handle? How do you handle the attention and remain? humble mm. and mm. not get distracted by it, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think the, the fun part for me is I really love people. I really, I enjoy people. And so it's not a bother to me. I actually have to like, the more it's about just time. I don't have time to connect with all the people that I would love to sit down and energy to. At some point you kind of hit your, your lid where you're like, I need just to be quiet and be by myself. Um, So because I love people, it's always about people. So it's never about me, so that helps me to stay humble. So I really, truly love, um, I do love hearing the stories. I do love um, hearing even the struggles and, um, but here at Retreat, I think, you know, or when I'm in any public place, especially because I realize people using the podcast or doing stuff, they get, they have a testimony or something to share with me and I love that. So by the way, you can just email testify at revelationwellness.org. Mm-hmm. Um, my assistant Sarah reads them and she is sure to send me, like sifts them, but at least you gotta read this. So I, she knows that feeds me, um, but I don't have the time. So often in public places, they keep me moving along on the schedule um, so that we can stay on time. But yeah, it's never been about me. It's been about loving people. And I think that's a gift I got from my mom. Mm-hmm. Like definitely my mom really loved people. Um, right, Sophia? Yeah, she, to, to a, almost an unhealthy place. She was a people person, a people pleaser. Um, so I get to, like, go, I'm not doing this to please you. I have to hold a healthy line. And then um, I used to really get to enjoy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy you, Katrina. Well, thank you. I enjoy you, too. I truly do. <laughs> I enjoy going to take spin classes with you, any workout <laughs> classes with Katrina. She smiles with her mouth. Whoa!
1: open I the whole I just, time it's the best yeah well the lord has redeemed fitness for me too which used to be a punishment so now i get to move from a place really? of joy so when yeah. you would work out you would frown or like um, i mean yeah like when i was younger it was all about oh i ate too many calories i'm not good enough so i you know exercising wow. was from a place of trying to make up for it so now i can truly move from that place you truly do like
0: you hear a song <laughs> and it could just be no matter what the beats per minute You're like having a party in your head.
1: Well, and as a fitness instructor, I know when you see someone in your class smiling. It's it's so true. So So true. That's something we teach them here is that if if you love what you're doing,
0: you just People will get on board. That was one thing. I was a girl, Megan. She does our fit our, our nutrition videos. I remember she walked up to me one time after an event we did early on in Revelation Wellness. And she's like, Elise you can tell me to do anything and I will do it because you say it with such big smile and energy. I find myself doing things I never thought I would do. So that's yeah. just, again, this contagious being in the anointing or this presence of what
1: you know you're created to do and loving people that you just... Yeah. Goshie. And we like to say, it's so fun. Everything we do is fun. Everything. So training ourselves, this new perspective of what fun is. Totally. So. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, one of our newer newer instructors did ask, how do you, when you start teaching, how do you kind of push aside those critical thoughts and um, mm. micromanaging, trying to be perfect and everything, and, mm. you know, just those lies that kind of creep in? Mm.
0: Yeah. You uh, And I hear them. I, I hear them. Um, even if I'm going to go before I go teach a study or whatever, not as much anymore. I think what I'd have to say is that I've grown in, um, I've grown in, being a daughter, like I just think of myself as like, I'm just a daughter of God, that's not on me, so I'm just gonna be a daughter. And that means I don't have to be anything else for you. Um, So i come back to identity if I'm really struggling with fear of what someone might think or the critical thinking, Um, and that just puts me in a delight. So that only comes from you gotta spend time being delighted in, that the Lord really, you get him to delight you and tell you who you are as a daughter. So um, yeah, and then at some point, You just have to do it. And the minute, right, the minute you push play or the minute you start doing it and you get past the facade of fear, because fear is just smoke and mirrors. It can't really, it tries to hold you back because it looks scary, but then once you step through it, you're on the other side and you're like, oh, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's how all those instructors out right now, all of our instructors are out there, student teaching all over the campus, and they are scared poopless before they go and then once they do it they're like oh my gosh it was amazing yeah. it's always that way yeah
1: and i might add people don't expect perfection when you're teaching a fitness yeah. class right they're going to they're going to relate to you more if you mess up or miss the beat or totally. don't take yourself so seriously so
0: much so yeah and again we're never going to be like mainstream fitness people like doing like like that's not our goal our goal is like can I have uh, a story? Katrina was trying to name their business, like LLC their business one day. They're like, I don't know what to call it. What should we call it this? Should we call this? And, and Katrina said, what do you, we should just call it
1: what it is, Average Body Fitness well, <laughs> LLC. that came from because someone had responded on Facebook about one of the videos that Courtney and I had done and said, I'm so thankful that you guys have instructors with just average, average bodies. bodies. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I work hard for this
0: average body. That's our business, average, average body, body <laughs> fitness. I love that. I'm serious, it's the best. It so is. yeah, that's, that's, that's just it. We're just ordinary people stepping into
1: an extraordinary call. And totally. so we get to just stumble our way in. Totally. Yeah. Okay, we have one more question mm-hmm. to wrap it up. If resources weren't an issue, what is your biggest dream for RevWell?
0: Wow, that's such a great question. Mm -hmm. If resources weren't an issue, the biggest dream. Oh wow, the biggest dream is that every, honestly, an international, so we would be, there would be headquarters in different parts of the world where there are um, these retreats happening um where people are coming together in community and movement getting together growing i guess kind of like growing up together glowing up is another word for it it's just glowing up together and going out about and, and ministering to people in need in their communities locally like we do something called hope fest i would love to do more we need more instructors we need more rec- we need it's kind of like we just need more people and then more hubs for them to gather all over. I mean, I have a dream for, I'm just looking at Ashley, a documentary. One day, I would love to do some documentaries. I love um, media and film, making the unseen scene in such a world that tells you what fitness is supposed to look like. I would love to do, um, you know, just more media that shows fitness in this really beautiful way. Um, there's documentary out that I saw recently that is like that is so what we do, but they're not talking about Jesus. I'm like, gosh, we could do a documentary like that. Um, music, would love to. See. I'm I'm going big now here. Um, a music where we're creating music for um, not only for our fitness, but just that again, the unseen, unheard realm of the kingdom being manifested through us. So that's just a few, but I have I have a long long list. It's good.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Hey, Thanks. this was fun. It was fun. Do it again. We'll do it again. These weren't too hard, were they? No. And I'm so grateful that you are a part of this vision. Thank you. I am humbled and blessed to get to be a part of it. So, thank you. You do it really well. Awesome. Thanks you guys.